warmly welcome you once again to the procurement podcast with Enim Ado. In our previous episode, we talked about the evolution of procurement. And we also looked at how we can use digital technologies to transform our procurement and supply chain processes. Today, we shall be talking about the approaches and the best practices that companies can adopt to ensure their digital transformation journey. Research has shown that companies who have tried to employ these technologies have failed. And over 40-45% of these companies have not really been able to enjoy the benefits of the digital transformation technologies. And we realize that in this new era we are in, we cannot do away with this emerging technologies that is coming up. And it's high time we begin to employ these technologies in our procurement processes. So I would like Mr. Fenny to give us the pitfalls of why companies are not able to properly adopt digital transformation processes in their company's operations. Thank you, Joseph. And um, it's um, a pleasant time to speak on this topic with you. Um, just like you've mentioned, technology is an amazing tool. You know, technology can do a lot of amazing stuff. Um, technology is cool. A lot of organizations are actually adopting technology. Uh, just like you've also mentioned, most of these organizations that have made a lot of investment in one digital tool or the other have failed to realize the full potential of the investment they've made. Either the solution is not fit for purpose uh, at the end of the implementation or the implementation cannot even be completed. The implementation hits roadblock, a lot of setback here and there. And in some cases, there are litigation um, between the vendor and the organization, you know, trying to adopt the digital tool. Because we have worked and we've been part of several digital transformation, we are drawing from the different lessons, uh, you know, to share some of the pitfalls or some of the mistakes that can lead to setback in a digital supply chain transformation. And uh, talking about this pitfall, I will just look at the top five pitfall of digital uh, procurement transformation. The first one is by far the largest, you know, mistake that most organizations make, and that is lack of vision and clearly defined goal. So most organizations, yes, they are going about uh, talking about how they are going to go into digital uh, uh, transformation of their supply chain. But the question is, what is the vision? What is the goal? Why do you as an organization want to adopt uh, to A or to B for your supply chain processes? Adopting technology to achieve a specific goal is very important. Defining the vision is also very key. That is one of the key ways to go about the transformation in a sustainable manner. So lack of it is actually a pitfall. And when you define the strategy for your digital supply chain, does it get cascaded to every employee? Because Every employee needs to understand what the organization is doing. 
and why they are doing what they are doing. That way they key into the vision and they are able to provide their best effort to ensure that the transformation project is successful. That leads me to the second um, transformation pitfall, which is lack of right workforce. You need people that are highly skilled in various digital skills and business skills to come together to drive digital transformation. So the first, the second pitfall there is any organization that doesn't have the right crop of highly skilled workforce will eventually suffer some roadblocks or setback. Conversely, outsourcing your digital transformation journey does not solve this problem. So I see a lot of organizations outsource all their transformation work to a third party. That will not solve the problem because they are not the third party or the consultant will not work in silo. They need the people who have been part of the organization who understand the pain and the gains within the organization process, who understand where are the pain points and where are the low-hanging fruit. That is the second pitfall. The third pitfall is what I call the over-concentration on the selection of the supply chain tool. So you see most organizations, when they set out to digitally transform their supply chain, the focus is too much on which digital tool should we buy. Should it be SAP? Should it be Oracle? Should it be Copa? Should it be, um, you know, whatever it is. Should it be Blue Prism if it's an ROPA transformation that they want to do? Or should it be um, ISATIS if it's a contract lifecycle management? So you discover that most of the focus is on, oh, let us select the two, let us select the two, let us go live in, in 90 days or in, in six months. So if you don't look at this process that is existing within the organization, if you don't look people, the readiness of the people, how skilled they are, whether they need to be obscured or reskilled. If you don't look at the existing systems and the kind of data you have, and you just focus on which digital supply chain tool to select, there will definitely be some form of setback. The fourth one is um, what I call you know, change management, poor change management. You're going to transform an organization process. People have been working with this uh, manual or semi-manual process for several years. And you don't get them involved in the process. And all of a sudden you want to change how they work and you expect them to adopt that technology. It doesn't work that way. So it's important for the organization to look at their change management, have a well-defined change management process to ensure that at least most of the employees are already aware of why they are doing what they are doing and what changes to expect, how it impacts their processes. And not when you are already in the journey and then you call a town hall and tell people that going forward, they don't need to scan a document. They, they just need to you know, upload it. And they are wondering, why do I need to do that? So that is the fourth pitfall. The, the last but not the least pitfall, that doesn't mean there are just five of them, the last but not the least pitfall is what I call, you know, getting overwhelmed. 
during the project execution phase. So digital transformation goes beyond just installing a new um, SAP, a new Oracle to a new uh, software, all right? It goes beyond that. It, if it's just about installing a new software in one laptop or desktop, then you know, nobody will be bothered about having to go through this rigorous process of preparing um, the process. However, you can get overwhelmed as an organization because of the first four um, pitfalls that I've mentioned. When your people are not ready, they are, they are not encouraged, they are overwhelmed because they are trying to manage the existing business as usual while having to you know, adapt to the new ways of working. Uh, you know, technology is also quickly evolving. And as a result, um, it's important that the, you don't get to the stage where everyone is overwhelmed or discouraged and where the technology they're adopting is just too difficult for them because um, it's just too complex. They are not too aware of how to make use of those tools. They are not well-trained. You know, they are also scared that you're about to replace them with the technology. So. All those falls back to the change management process and with the vision and the strategy of the digital supply chain transformation. Thank you. So we've seen the pitfalls for which companies are not able to enjoy the benefits, the value, and the profitability digital transformation brings a company. And we saw that there is lack of vision and not clearly defining their goals. We saw that there, there was also an issue of not employing the qualified workforce. It means that when there is lack of the appropriate uh, human resources to be able to manage this particular technology, we shall see the pitfalls or the, the difficulty in seeing the benefit of this technology. We also saw the over-concentration in the selection of the supply chain tool, which also is a pitfall. We saw poor change management and finally being overwhelmed during the implementation phase where there's no companies, uh, the, the workers don't really, really have a grasp of the technology, thereby being overwhelmed. And you, you link it to the issue of poor change management. So these are the factors that do not allow companies to reap the benefits of emerging technologies, which has the potential of moving companies to a higher scale of profitability and competitiveness. So now having looked Absolutely. at having looked at the pitfalls of digital transformation uh, processes or and, and adoption of digi digital uh, technologies, I want us to look at how, what is the best approaches? That is the approach and the best practices that companies can put in place to ensure that they will the benefit of this. Because once we get to know the approach and the best practices that we need to employ, it means that the errors that were committed initially can be corrected because now we have knowledge on how to be able to go about the whole process of adopting emerging technologies into our system. So, Mr. Ojo, I would like you to take us through uh, 
the transformation process that the, 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 the approaches and the best practices that companies can employ to ensure that they reap the benefits of this embedded technology that is coming up in the procurement of supply chain processes. Thank, thank you, Joseph. Uh, I would like to state again that digital transformation is not an option, but a necessity. And I also want to add to that, that doing or undergoing digital supply chain transformation right is very essential. Therefore, having known all the pitfalls or some of the pitfalls to avoid, I believe that organization can, through proper planning and through the adoption of proven techniques, execute a successful and sustainable digital supply chain transformation. And I'm going to talk through this by sharing what I term the 70-20-10 implementation model. As we go through this model, you will learn about why they are um, designed the way it is. And basically the implementation model is divided into five, stage, five stages. The first stage is the visioning stage. Remember that one of the pitfalls of um, failed digital transformation is lack of vision and strategy. So to start with your digital supply chain transformation, you need to first of all define and clearly articulate a digital supply chain strategy. You need to define your digital supply chain transformation roadmap. The strategy is uh, what you want to achieve within the organization. And the roadmap is how to go about achieving them. And this categorizing the vision into long-term, medium-term and short-term because all the goals cannot be the same and they can be at the same level of priority. Having them categorized into these three different uh, level of priority will ensure that the organization focus on the most important vision at every point in time. The second stage, after having created the strategy and the vision, you can't just jump into the transformation without having to know the state of your organization. And that is what I call the diagnostic stage. Diagnostic stage is basically where you carry out an assessment of your organization. You conduct a head check of the organization to identify the digital maturity level of the organization, that is, is this organization matured enough to adopt this type of tools? Or what are the right type of tools that the organization can adopt based on their maturity level? In the last episode, we talked about the six stages of digital transformation from business as usual to the last one, which is you know, cognitive and responsive. So you need to, the organization need to assess themselves and know what level they are and the transformation maturity matrix. Having done that, the organization at the diagnosis stage will also check, you know, do a check, a skill check, because you need a ready and highly skilled workforce to execute a transformation, a digital transformation. So uh, transformation readiness for the skill or for the workforce need to be conducted. That way they will find out what are the skill gaps that need to be closed before moving on to the digital supply chain transformation before moving on to design the blueprint, which brings me to the third stage called the design stage. 
At the design stage, the organization begins to develop the blueprint for executing the transformation strategy. That is, you have to break down what steps do I need to take? What now that I know the vision, which ones are the priority? Where do we start from? Should we start from invoice automation? Should we start from uh, requisition and purchase order automation? Or should we start from planning? Or should we go on to automate uh, the way we batch our warehouse and all that? So there has to be a blueprint already there that has to be followed. That is the Bible of the, the, the transformation. Under the design, the team is set up and trained to close every skill gap that had been identified during the diagnostic stage. So here you are going to now have a highly skilled implementation team. You're going to have a digitally ready processes because you have to re-engineer your process to be sure that to ensure that they are digitally ready and they are fit for purpose and they are flexible and agile and resilient enough to be able to quickly adapt to future changing business dynamics. Having done that, you can then the organization can then move proper into the implementation stage, which is the first stage. I call the first stage implementation stage proper. And just to take us back a little, one of the pitfalls I mentioned is over concentration on the selection process. So you discover that organization will jump this first three step and they will go right into the implementation without having the vision, the diagnostics, having the design and the blueprint and having trained their, their team. They don't have the right uh, processes in place. You know, the data are in a mess and the culture, people are not aware of what is going on. So basically the implementation stage is now where you go to market to look for the right digital supply chain tools. There are a lot of them are out there. There are hundreds of them. So this time around, because you already have the vision, you already have the goal, in mind, you are able to select the right tool. Most organizations just go to adopt a tool because it is popular or because their competitors are using that tool. So they believe that if they buy the same tool, they will now be doing better than their competitor. But it doesn't work that way because the it has to be you know, aligned to the business strategy, overall business strategy, so that um, it's you know fit for purpose and to deliver the expected outcome. Under the implementation stage as well, this is where you also um, make sure that you've, you've defined the right implementation governance. Um, you know, all the change management has been designed already. This is where you begin to cascade them as well. Not after the implementation has happened, you now start training people two weeks. What I, when, when I, in, in some 10 years ago, you know, when it was after the two has been, you know, implemented, they just sent us for two weeks training, how to click here and there, and that is it. That is not sustainable. So this training needs to happen before, during, and after the implementation is happening. And that brings me to the last stage, which is the post-implementation support, or what I call the hyper-care stage. The hyper-care stage is important because you need, the organization need an ongoing support for the two that have been implemented. And you also then need the right crop of people, the right skilled people to be able to provide, you know, proactive support. Apart from that, which is coming from the, uh, publisher of the software or you know the vendor you bought the software from you need in-house support that will at least provide you with level one or level two first level support so that your business is not impacted if there is any issue with the tool under the post implementation you also do uh, you do what we call value engine value engine is basically where you track and capture the value that you are getting from the tool because you want to be sure 
that the two is delivering the expected outcome. Most organizations, once they go live, everybody go back to their office, business as usual. No one gets to know whether the two is doing what it's supposed to do until maybe there is a major issue or maybe at the end of um, one year before they realize that, wow, haven't spent hundreds of millions on these two. I discovered that we are still struggling with our processes. We are still struggling. Some things are having to move back manual. Yes, I've seen where we've moved back processes to the manual process because the digital process is not even you know, helpful. It's not efficient as expected. And those are how you start knowing that the tool is right for you or whether you need to um, you know, adapt it more. And that is why during the selection process, you need to select the right digital tool. Right there is not just about the one that is cheaper or the one that is more popular. Right means the one that is fit for your organization goal, the one that is flexible, the one that can easily be adapted to changing business processes. And under there, you will then begin to track the return on investment and you realign the current realities to the two or vice versa. You adapt the two to current or new business process because new business processes will emerge based on the changing customer needs. And the 70-20-10 implementation model talks about how you allocate time and effort in the implementation process. Now, under here, 70% of the vision diagnostic and design should be focused on you know, the first three stages, 20% on the implementation stage and 10% on the post-implementation. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ojo, for an elaborate approach and the best practice to help companies enjoy the benefits of digital, digital trans transformation systems. So you talk about the fact that there must be a proper vision. There must be also the, the diagnosis of the technology to employ. You move to the design stage, the implementation stage, and the continuous improvement. But then I, I just want us to give us a bit of clarity that the vision stage is the topmost uh, priority in the approaches to ensure that we gain value for the transformation you want to adopt or the digital technologies you want to adopt. So can you just state the few stakeholders that must be part of the business stage? Thank you, Joseph. For the visioning stage, um, that is where the strategy is defined. Most likely the strategies are defined by the executives and the leadership of the organization drawn from different business units, depending on the organization, right? And most importantly, the stakeholders involved are actually going to be from the executive to the last employee working in that organization, right? It could be defined at the executive stage, executed at mid-level management stage, and cascaded to every player, every stakeholder within the organization that will be impacted by the digital tool or by the strategy that is being defined. And again, I cannot state this without taking us back to the pitfalls. I mentioned that when the strategies are defined by the leadership and it is not cascaded to the, uh, all the stakeholder, you discover that there'll be low adoption rates. There'll be difficulties with you know, having buy-in of different stakeholders because they don't understand 
why you're doing what you're doing. They don't understand why you're changing the processes, right? So all the stakeholders must be carried along. They must be involved and ensure that their buying are very eminent, not just at the executive level, but mostly at the factory floor, what I call the factory floor, are those that are using, going to use the tool. You don't leave them out because they are eventually going to be the one to use the tool. The executives most likely don't even make use of the tool, apart from maybe for approvals and for viewing um, what is happening. The guys that are going to make use of these tools need to be involved in the visioning stage. And that is very important. Thank you. So thanks for the clarity on that. So we've seen the 70-20-10 principle, where the 70 looks at the, the first two stages of the, 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 the stages, 20 for implementation and for the 10 for the continuous improvement, which companies need to adopt to ensure the profitability, the expansion, and the competitiveness, the competitiveness they want to enjoy in employing digital transformation technologies. So today, this has been a discussion from the pitfalls in employing digital technologies in the procurement processes to the approaches and the best practices that companies must what employ to ensure that the value, the profitability, the competitive they want to enjoy and the scale of markets through which this Technologies bring, they can enjoy them. So thank you, Mr. Fenny, for the clarity that we have had. Thank today. you, Joseph. And and yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, and, and and in closing, I would like to mention and summarize, you know, everything that I've just talked about, okay. right? Okay. In this term, successful digital procurement transformation or our digital supply chain transformation is driven by clear purpose and vision, number one. Number two, well-designed strategy. Number three, best-in-class processes. Number four, highly skilled and motivated workforce. And number five, fit-for-purpose digital tools. And number six, sustainable support scheme. This is basically the summary of all we have discussed today as the strategy and the approaches to ensuring not just a successful digital supply chain transformation project, but and making sure that there is sustainable return on investment when these tools are eventually adopted by organization. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the conclusion. And I believe that this particular communication will help procurement practitioners to adopt these things to ensure that we all help build a sustainable procurement process and to also derive the benefits that comes with adopting digital technologies. So thanks for having us. And in our next episode, we shall bring you an exciting topic. Uh, thank you. Mm -hmm.